Hey, I'm Steve Follin. Thanks for downloading this time what it's like being freelance for copywriter Danny Margulies. You know, when most people say, oh, you know, Elance is for cheapskates and it's all penny award crap and whatever, my experience hasn't only not been that. It's been the complete opposite of that. If you really treat it like a business, it will give you rewards like a business. You'll get repeat business. You'll get passive lead generation. I get my clients from Elance. It's like the client's store. I could source them myself, but that's not the business that I want to be in. I want to be in the business of writing and collecting money for writing. Hey, so welcome to another one. And this week, we are chatting to Danny Margulies, who is a copywriter. And we're crossing over to... Where are you? I am in Omaha, Nebraska, in the United States, right in the middle of the States. What's uh, what's Omaha like? Omaha, you know, it's pretty slow. There's a lot of cows. Um, you know, we have, we have a decent-sized uh, city here, but, you know, it's really just surrounded by farmland. This is the Great Plains. It's just, you know, it's a slow kind of laid-back city. I mean, you know, there's some businesses here. Uh, you know, Gallup Organization has a headquarters here. Uh, you know, we have some good restaurants, but, you know, it's pretty much just a typical Midwestern U.S. city. Cool. Now, let's get started by talking about how you got started being freelance. I I had a series of non-career jobs, you know, before being freelance. Um, And so I only started my freelance career less than three years ago. It's kind of one of these stories like it almost sounds like it's being made up because I, I had a job and my job was very boring. Like I would sit at a desk and I would call medical facilities And I would try and negotiate on the price of medical records. (laughs) So if they were charging us $250 for medical records, you know, I might try to negotiate them down to like a hundred or something like that. It was a very boring job and there were a lot of politics and I hated it. And so one day I just, I just quit. I just walked out. I didn't really think it over too much. And, uh, I came home, I typed in, uh, to Google, uh, how to make money writing. And like one thing led to another. And like two days later, I had my first client. No way. You typed into Google how to make money writing. And what was its answer? <laughs> it had a lot of answers. Most of them, I think, were bullshit. I didn't test them all out. <laughs> Somehow, from that search, I got to Elance. Okay, yeah. So I should say, we're talking about sites like Elance, Upwork, which is the new name for Odesk, Freelancer.com. There's People Per Hour here in the UK, which is a popular one. And in the main, the way they work is clients post a job, they give a brief, basically, and then it's up to the freelancer community to bid on it. So you write a proposal, you say how much it's going to cost, that might be an hourly or a fixed rate, uh, you give a bit of a portfolio and stuff like that. And and then yeah, the client chooses who they want. You do the work, they pay you, and the company take a percentage of your fee. And there's a few variations on that uh, model, but that's that's essentially it. Yeah. So, so you started, that was like your first freelance gig through Elance. That was my first, and, and that's been my only source of clients this entire time, including up until now. So that's the, that's the only place where you found clients. So you've managed to sustain, um, well, a, a career's worth of money, if you like, you know, a proper salary yourself through that, right from the off. Yeah, absolutely. By freelancing standards, it's really like more than two salaries at this point. 
Um, you know, and especially like you said, that these you know mar- marketplaces they get some bad flack. Elance has gotten some bad flack, but to me, I've always found it to be kind of a great way to find clients. Clients are already there. They're raising their hand. They're saying, this is what I need. Can you do it? And so then it's just a matter of standing out from your competitors, uh, you know, finding a right fit, being able to negotiate a good amount of money. Um, but yeah, that's what I've done. I've been able to not only sustain, but but grow. It always strikes me that one of the key things on those freelance sites is building a reputation. So if I was going to hire somebody, I would want to see their portfolio. I want to hear from them that you know that they're going to be do a good job. Yada yada. Uh, so how how did you build that up? For me, it was kind of a double whammy because not only did I have no Elance reputation, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing at all. Right? Like like I didn't understand fully what copywriting was. Even as a copywriter, like when they say fake it till you make it, I mean, you know, I took it to a new level here. Like I would see these jobs and it would be like, oh, need a landing page written. And I would then have to consult Google again and find out, okay, what is a landing page? You know, and how how exactly does one go about writing one? I mean, the lucky thing is there's a ton of good free info out there. But yeah, I mean, in terms of reputation, I decided from that first client that like I didn't care about the money. I didn't think about hourly rate. I just said to myself, this guy, the client, is going to end up happy if I have to fly to Canada. You know, that's where he was from and 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 be his in, like, you know, servant for like a month. Whatever I have to do, that five-star rating, that was the most important thing, you know, and I didn't care about the money. I think that's maybe where I had an advantage over experienced freelancers who are, you know, kind of obsessed with their hourly rate to the to the point of like, you know, diminishing returns like, oh, I can't get my hourly rate. So therefore, I will make zero dollars instead. Me, I was happy to get anything. You didn't even know how to be a copywriter. I did not know how to be a copywriter. I mean, I had a vague idea of what a copywriter did, not the same way that I do now. But no, I, I literally had to like my my first job my first um let's say email marketing job was about 5 weeks later and i literally had to google email copywriting best practices to figure out how to do it i had no idea how to do it so you've built up your reputation uh, bit by bit so uh, presumably eventually you started to think actually i will bid more for this i will charge a higher rate yeah i started charging higher rates very very quickly because um you know a few things occurred to me pretty early on. One of the first things that occurred to me early on is I noticed that even as weak as I was, I was kind of, you know, ignorant weak, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know yet. But I noticed there were a lot of other people who were bidding against me who had been on the platform for, you know, a year, two, three, whatever. And I noticed, you know, they didn't have, uh, you know, straight five star rating. It was more like 4.7 or 4.9 or 4.6, in some cases, 3.8. You know, I started looking at their websites and I said, you know, their websites just, they don't sound persuasive. They don't sound good. So I, I, and I started looking at their portfolios and I noticed like, I really wasn't impressed with a whole lot of what I saw. So I said to myself, look, if they can charge $20 an hour, maybe I can do 30. Um, you know, another thing I started doing was paying attention to the client's budget. If the client said he was willing to pay 30 to $40 an hour, I would just bid 40, almost like within a week or two. Because I said to myself, like, okay, if I bid 40, he's already said that that's in his range. 
So what do I really have to lose? You know, he'll come back to me. He'll say it's too expensive. We can negotiate, but I can start at 40. So I already like, yeah, within two weeks or so, I was already bidding more than most people on on most jobs, you know, with few exceptions. Yeah, it's worth saying, actually, at this point, if if you're listening to this, you've not used Elance before. Uh um, I don't know. I don't know that you can do this on all of the job sites, but if you pay to be a member of Elance, it will tell you what the highest, lowest, and average fees that people are charging for. Isn't that right? Is that that's one hundred percent right? When I first started, they let. I, I if I remember correctly anyone could do that even with a free account but now you're right you have to now you definitely have to upgrade to a paid membership but then yeah you can see what other people are bidding and you can you know if you choose to bid accordingly whether it means higher lower uh, you know the same whatever i love this fact that, that therefore you're you're researching the competition you're seeing who you're up against you're taking that time you, you know you have to do that right i mean you have to do that you have to see what you know who you're up against and and what's going on you know and 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 see where to position yourself you know i mean i obviously i'm i was just starting out but you know why settle for something if you don't have to right yeah totally i mean one of the things which i do like about those sort of sites is the fact that it does take an element of the risk out because again if you haven't used them clients do have to put money into escrow that is they put a deposit down so you're obviously they're protected because they're not going to pay out if you don't do the work but you're protected too because you know unlike in the real world sometimes people don't pay you um that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the escrow feature is a nice feature. Um, but, you know, even if you took that away, it's still not any more risky, you know, than, than just quote unquote real world, real world freelancing, excuse me. But yeah, the escrow feature, it is a wonderful feature because it's much easier for someone to, to put, let's say, $1,000 into escrow than it is to give you, let's say, a 50% deposit up front if they've never worked with you before. So you can see what the competition are doing. Um, where do you take it from that? Is it the sort of site where you are constantly having to bid for works, so you're constantly scouring the job boards, or is it the sort of thing where people can come and find you without having to do anything? So that's a great point. So what I always say is this. I always say there are two ways to make money on Elance, okay? The way that most people do it. Now, this is not the how-to portion of the of the podcast, right? I don't want people doing it this way. But the way most people do it is the latter. They're constantly bidding on jobs. Where's my next $100 coming from? Where's my next $200 coming from? This is a ridiculous kind of hell to live in, okay? Because you just end up spending an ungodly amount of time bidding on jobs, right? So this is not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is, you know, you start off, I don't care if you're brand new, brand new to freelancing, brand new just to the, you know, Elance or whatever, obviously in the beginning, you're going to spend a lot of time bidding on jobs. So the way most people did it is I noticed from now from talking with literally hundreds of freelancers about this and observing many, many thousands more, they come on there and they'll just bid on a certain number of jobs every day from their first day until eternity, right? Let's say it's five jobs a day or whatever. So I didn't do that. I went completely nuts in the beginning. I would bid on jobs hours and hours every day. I didn't care. Um, but as time went on, I served those clients so well, the ones that I did uh, build relationships with, that it, they turned many of them turned into repeat business. So over a third of my clients from that first day have become repeat customers, and over half of my clients in the last 
couple of years have become repeat clients. So I would go literally stretches of months and months and months without ever even having to look at a job. Um, a new, a new job that is a job posting. And then the other, um, you know, the other element of that is because I was doing all these things right, my profile became so visible, um, you know, in terms of the ranking and people searching for, you know, whatever they're searching for to find a freelancer, um, is that I would start to receive a lot of invites, you know, and these were not like your average invites where it was just like, you know, mass inviting a bunch of freelancers to some crappy job, I would get invites that were like, hey, Danny, I saw your profile and like, we, you're exactly who we want to work with. And then these people wouldn't even bat an eyelash at my hourly rate, which, you know, by now is up to 150, um, you know, dollars per hour. And, and, you know, even for the last, most of the last couple of years has been over $100 an hour because, you know, they're already kind of sold on you. So a lot of good things start to happen I guess this is the short takeaway that I'm trying to give. If you really treat it like a business, it will give you rewards like a business. You'll get repeat business. You'll get passive lead generation as opposed to the old, you know, traditional way of doing it, which is, okay, well, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to apply for my five jobs and kind of live in this like nasty freelance purgatory, which nobody wants to find themselves in. I'm intrigued as to why once you were having all the success that you then didn't start to maybe look at, as we say, real world clients. As So, you know, this city around you, uh, there's lots of businesses there. You're a copywriter. You've got a good portfolio behind you. You, cl- you know, you, you're legit. And yet you've obviously thought, no, do you know what? I'm quite happy here at my computer. So, you know, it's a good point. I, I have dabbled, right? But but I never really found anything that, that was quite as good as Elance. Like, you know, when most people say, oh, you know, Elance is for cheapskates and it's all penny award crap and whatever, my, my experience hasn't only not been that. It's been the complete opposite of that. I found excellent clients on there who are savvier than your average real world client. You know, there's a reason they got to Elance, right? And they know what, they like, I'll just give you an example. So, you know, along the lines of what you said about, um, you know, we have a city here, we have businesses here. So I did have a friend of mine, he took me to a, a, a networking meeting a couple of times. And I went to this networking meeting and like, you have to get up and explain to people what you do. And so, okay, I'm a copywriter. Um, you know, there's a million different ways I could say it, content marketer or, you know, online marketing specialist, whatever. It's like people sitting there, to paraphrase a guy named uh, Peter Bowerman, who who goes by the, he's got a website called thewellfedwriter.com, and he, he says, it's something like this. He says, you're trying to sell salad dressing to people who don't even eat salad, right? And so, like, I'm explaining to them what I do, and they're all looking at it, and it's not like they don't get it, but nobody at that networking meeting, nobody drove there that day saying, I want to hire a copywriter today. It didn't even enter their minds. Whereas on Elance, 100% of the people who are looking for a copywriter did exactly that. They woke up and they said like, I need a copywriter so badly that I'm going to go and post a job on Elance. I'm going to sift through all these bids. I'm going to read all these samples and do all this stuff that no one really wants to do, right? Nobody likes hiring people. It's like going to the dentist. But They've all done it. They need it so badly that they've done that. Um, you know, so my experience has been, um, you know, that Elance is the best source of leads I've found. By the way, I'm also 
a copy blogger certified content marketer. And I love copy blogger and I'm on their website. If you go to, you know, their, their, their content marketer page where they're referring clients to people like me. Um, and you know, I've gotten some leads off there, but again, nothing quite like I've found on Elance. You're right. It's an interesting thing. Um, cause I, you know, I've had some work, quite a lot of work actually through freelance sites and, what I always think is these are people who are right now ready with a job and with some money ready to give it to you. Whereas actually in the real world, when I work with clients, I might build a relationship up for six months, maybe even a year until they're ready to do a job. And then it comes to the job and when we discuss it for ages and ages and ages, and then eventually I invoice and then it might be 30 days until I get paid. Whereas on freelance type websites, not necessarily Elance, whatever, um, there's somebody who has a job right now. They want it done. Uh, they put the money into deposit, into escrow, and then as soon as the job's done, they release release it and it's mine uh, almost immediately it's it's in my mind it's almost worth earning a little bit less from the job than you do in the real world because actually you've done so little more work into building that gig in the first place you nailed it right i mean it's just the same way like and i i don't know if they do they have home depots where you are no but i like the sound of it oh it's just a you know big box hardware store oh right yeah, right. yeah, yeah. and this is where the contractors go to get their supplies. You know, imagine a contractor like going to fix a house and he's got to be there at like 9 a.m. and he's like obsessively trying to figure out where he's going to get his plywood from. You know, he needs to find a supplier maybe, you know, like in the in the rainforest or something like who sources like, you know, plywood. It doesn't even make any sense, right? He goes to Home Depot, he buys his plywood. Yes, he's paying retail for it, of course, but he's passing some of that cost along to the client or even if he's not, he's saving a ton of time. It's convenient. That's where he gets his plywood. That's where I get my clients, right? I get my clients from Elance. It's like the client's store. I could I could source them myself, but that's not the business that I want to be in. I want to be in the business of writing and collecting money for writing, you know. And so, and that's the final irony to me of all the anti, you know, anti marketplace people is they're all like, no, I don't want to pay Elance eight point seven five percent. So therefore, I'd rather just sit here and earn nothing. You know, it's like it doesn't seem like a good. A good analysis to me, right? Like if you really think about it, you know, and everyone complains about 8.75%, guess what? You can just pass that cost along to the client. If you're good at what you do, the client, in my experience, will not say, oh, I can't, you know, no, I can only pay you like, you know, $80 an hour. I can't pay you like $88 an hour, you know, although I don't recommend like literally to the to the penny, like adding the cost, you know, you want to round it up, maybe like $90 an hour or whatever. But you know, basically, if you're worth $80 an hour, you know, you could figure out a way to be worth $90 an hour and not have to worry about it too much. Um, What is quite good as well about Elance is the fee that Elance will take from you is very transparent when you're bidding for a job, as in you type in, I don't know, I'm going to charge this client $50, and it would say beneath it or above it, this is how much you will actually earn minus our fee. Oh, exactly. They just make it so easy. You know, the the former CEO, Fabio Rosati, he, he called it a markup model. You know, it's just a markup model, right? Like you just figure out how much you need to make. You punch that number into the little box, and then they figure out how much you need to build a client. It's so easy. By the way, um, you probably will get emails from people uh, asking you or, you know, um, 
or, or base or, you know, asking if I work for Elance, if I'm paid by them. So just so you know, I'm not, I just, I just sound like, like their mascot <laughs> because I've made like over $200,000 there in the last couple of years. And I'm so ecstatic about it that like, I sound more giddy about it probably than anyone who actually does, you know, who actually is on their payroll. So just FYI. Here's the thing is that you do now, you've realized maybe you've hit upon some sort of formula for making those freelance sites work for you. And you're now trying to teach that to other people, right? Yeah, yeah. So I created a course. Um, it's a video course. It's it's five hours worth of video. Um, and we have an amazing community forum, you know, totally private just for course members. Um, and it, it's it's just been phenomenal. You know, people just came out of the woodwork and and the response has been amazing because, you know, there's not really a whole lot of good info out there. There's a lot of info out there but it's one of these things where it's like generally for the most part, um, you know, if you're reading a blog post about like how to make money on Elance or reading an ebook about it, it's usually unfortunately by somebody who really either hasn't made any money there or hasn't made a lot. You know, people will make like a few thousand dollars on the site and then they'll see like, oh, I know, like I'll put an ebook on Amazon for $3.99 and sell it to like a million people. Um so yeah, not a lot of good quality info. So it was mainly just out of, you know, the void of that. Um, and I got tired of reading it because so much of it is like total junk. Um, you know, there's just so much bad advice about writing proposals and negotiating because like, let's be honest, like who's going to write an amazing proposal and hit upon like this great way to write a proposal and then just write a blog post about it with like all these screenshots saying like, oh, here, take me down. This is how I do it. Nobody's doing that. So, yeah, so I created this course um, and, and it's just the, the response has been huge and, and the sales have been growing and people are just very excited about I – think, I think there's like a re-excitement, a reinvigoration about Elance when you think of it in a certain way. After you see somebody who's just achieved quote-unquote real-world success, you know, and then people go, hey, you know what? Why can't I get a piece of that pie? And I think everybody should because, you know, it's scalable. It's unlimited. There's not really a pie, right? It, the pie is growing every day. Are you not scared at all that um, your your earning basically is tied so much to the success of one site? You know, so that's actually that's a, a very valid point. Um, it's not my favorite way to operate, but everything is everything is trade offs. So you know, if you look at it like this, right? One way to look at it is. Um, sure, I could have diversified. So let's say like take LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is a is a probably another good place to get clients if you happen to be a freelancer. So I get leads on LinkedIn all the time without even trying. You know, people heard of me, they they you know, they LinkedIn me, they send me a message, hey, can you work for us? I've never taken one of those leads because every time one of those leads comes in, I have a choice. I can either take that lead and well I guess I have I guess I have three choices. The first choice, but let's discount the first one for simplicity, right? The first choice is to take them on as a client, but move them on to the Elance platform. So for simplicity's sake, let's forget about that, right? I could either work with them in the quote unquote real world, or I could take another lead off Elance, right? And, and, and do the work on the platform. So when you think about all the benefits of continuing to do business on Elance, um, you know, it kind of becomes a no-brainer like, okay, look, I'll keep getting leads from LinkedIn. That's not going to go away. If Elance disappears tomorrow, 
my LinkedIn will still generate leads for me. And even even moreover, at that point, I can always go on LinkedIn and say, hey, you know what? Let me really figure this thing out. I could always start sourcing my contacts here in town and I can say, look, I'm going to sell more aggressively in town. Like those options are still always available. Elance is the only one that actually rewards you for continuous forward motion. So every time I take a client on Elance, every time I pick up a new client, complete the work, get the feedback, get the rating, um, my visibility goes up, my ranking goes up. So I'm heavily rewarded for that. Whereas on LinkedIn, there's no inherent reward to taking that client, you know, or a referral from here in town. There's no inherent reward. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's building your reputation even further and your visibility. When you were putting together the course, uh, obviously a lot of people talk about passive income. So you you make a course and then it, you know, for years or whatever, it will keep ticking over. Is that what you find or do you find that actually it takes quite a lot of work even once you've prepared it all and, you know, you've put all your emails in, which will be automated and so on? Yeah, I mean, the, the best I've ever heard it explained is, and I don't know who to attribute this quote to, but it goes like this. Um, an online marketer is someone who works 18 hours a day so that they can make money while they sleep. <laughs> and so that's what I've found it to be like. You know, you're like, oh, I'll create this course. How long could that take? You know, a month, two, three. No, it takes more. You know, it takes much longer than that. Um, and you're filming five hours worth of video. But if, if you don't know how to do that, then you have to figure that out. And then there's customer service. And we have this private community where, you know, I'm answering questions. So I found it to be quite a lot of work. Um, I will say I am now getting to the point where if I were to take a week off and go on vacation, um, you know, after like six months of working, I actually, I launched the course about six months ago. So I've been really working on it for months before that too. But now, like if I went on vacation for like one week, um, you know, sales would still come in and the forum would take care of itself because I have people in there who are helping each other. So I'm just starting to get to like if the, if if online business were a wedding, I would just be eating my first hors d'oeuvre right now. <laughs> uh, and is it a sweet tasting hors d'oeuvre? It's it's all right. You know, it's funny because at the end of the day, the fun part really is actually working on the thing because of all, not because of the work itself, but because of all the emails I get from people, you know, and this is where like, if your business is aligned with your, you know, life's mission and values, like amazing things start to happen. It sounds a little corny, but this is where I start to really enjoy the work because people email me now every day and they'll say, Hey, maybe not even taking the course, you know, some of them have taken the course, but others have just read a blog post where even in my blog post, I try to go above and beyond. I want my free information to be better than some people's or most people's paid information. And people will write me and they'll say things like, you know, I've been dreaming about doing this for years and nothing worked. And then, you know, I subscribe to your free email series and now I'm actually able to make it work. And so a lot of people who were in a you know, more or less similar position to where I was in, which kind of was like, you know, 34 years old and kind of lost, you know, and not really having a good direction. Now I'm able to, you know, really reap those rewards where people can say like, hey, you know, you really helped me figure this out. Thank you. And so I'm kind of addicted to the work now, I guess is a you know, long story short. <laughs> um, now, we always do this thing where 
I ask you to tell me three stories about yourself. Two are true, one is a lie, and I figure out the lie. What have you got for me? All right, so here's what I've got. Number one, I quit college after just two weeks of attending. The second one is this. I once wrote copy for 18 straight hours. Number three is I earned over $12,000 off of my website with only one single blog post attached to it. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So you quit. Co- what were you doing at college? So not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> 18, you wrote copy for 18 hours straight on one project or because you'd taken on too many? It was one project. What happened after 18 hours? I finished everything but the proofread. I had to wake up the next morning or, you know, afternoon or whatever it was and, um, and, you know, and proofread it. So that was it. But other than that, I had finished. And you made $12,000 from one blog post. Yes. I, I mean, I had my, co- my course was attached to the, to the right? So the, the revenue came from the course, but there was only one blog post. That was the entirety of my website. I didn't even have a homepage. I mean, I've got to be honest, I can totally believe that you quit college, uh, which sounds kind of bad, doesn't it? I'm totally fine with it. But uh, yeah, I get the feeling that, you know, you've, 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 you've got the balls to do that. And um, <laughs> that sounds plausible. 18 hours um, copy. That, that, uh, I don't think that one's true. You, you are correct. Am I? Am I? You are, you are. I, I I chose that for a reason, you know, because I think other people actually do that. And I want to make sure that they understand they shouldn't be doing that. If you're writing copy for 18 hours, you've taken a wrong turn somewhere in your freelance career. So yeah, that one is the one I made up. Congratulations. Good for you. Now, where can people find out more about you, Danny? Okay, so they can go to my site. It's freelance2win.com, just like it sounds with, uh, you know, T-O, freelance2win. And I also set up a special landing page just for listeners of your podcast. And so what they can do is they can go to freelance to win forward slash being dash freelance. And there they will be able to get a copy of my top five hacks for making money on Elance totally free. Um, they can just sign up and I'll email them the hacks. These these hacks are, like I said, I, I really strive to have them be uh, better than most people's paid material. The entire point of these are that you can take these and in just a few minutes for each one, they only take a few minutes each to do. So it's not like a long-term thing. It's just a quick fix and um, and you can actually start making more money on Elance or wherever it is that you happen to you know, freelance online pretty much right away. And may I say at this point, if there's anybody shaking their head saying, yeah, yeah, I did this down's too big, good to be true. And you know what people are like, especially with us Brits. We're so sceptical, aren't we? Annoying. <laughs> Before Danny came on, I did sign up to his, um, you know, to his emails that he sends every day or whatever it might be. And it is good stuff. Very good stuff for that matter. Really nicely written too. Uh, we'll put a link to the uh, to that landing page so that you can get those five hacks at beingfreelance.com. So go to beingfreelance.com. We'll put a link on there along with all the other links. Uh, all there. Go beingfreelance.com. If you could tell your younger self something about being freelance, what would it be? Oh, you know, it's um, that's that's an easy one. I would tell myself that it's even an option because 
you know, like nobody told me that I could do this, right? When when my teachers in high school, when they said, oh, you should be an author, if they would have said, hey, look, let's be real here. You're not going to be the next Stephen King. You're, you're probably never going to write any kind of novel. What you should do is you should take your, you know, your love of words, whatever, and you should apply that to freelance copywriting. You can even skip college if you want. You can have your first client in a matter of days or weeks. That would have been a, you know, a great piece of advice. So that's the advice I would love to give my, my younger self. Danny. Best of luck being freelancing with the course. Thank you very much. Great talking with you, Steve. 